Okay. You can turn it over in a few minutes. Um, so, yeah, yes, today we're talking about attitude is everything. And the last business meeting was about, what did we talk about? There's no prize for this trivia question. Personal philosophy. So, another key to personal philosophy or personal development is, is attitude. And it plays a major role in our personal development. And I want to share you a quick story. Um, y'all should know by now I'm always performing social experiments on my children before I bring those ideas to Bickerstaff Farm. So, every day, you know, when I take all three of the children to school... Uh, someone starts racing from the back door to my truck. And usually, little Rennie always loses um, because Bunny is older and Charlotte either grabs his backpack or tells him to look at something and runs out the door. And he's not paying attention. And he starts crying about halfway to the truck. I lose <laughs> And so we started playing a game because... Every once in a while, I'll open the door and let him, you know, slip out first. But we have four rules when we race to the truck. Rule number one is no crying. Rule number two is to try hard. Rule number three is to do your best. And rule number four is to be a good sport. And... You can't just follow one, two, or three of those rules. You have to follow all four. So what happened this morning is Rennie won, and actually Charlotte got upset, which is very, very rare. And before I could even get to the truck, Bunny was telling her little sister, be a good sport, Charlotte. You just be a good sport. Don't cry. And so... It's hard to teach children things, and you have only a limited amount of time before that doesn't have an impact. But the lesson I'm trying to teach them is, you know, you don't have to win to be a winner. That if you do those things, you're a good sport, you try hard, do your best, you know, you end up winning. And I'm grateful for the Morins because we have a lot of fun. Usually we're not crying by the time we get out of the neighborhood and we're listening to music and everything's back on track. But... There are five key factors that determine how positive-minded people will be. And some of these affect us more than others. But it's our upbringing, how we're raised, our DNA. And uh, you can't do a lot about your DNA. Your upbringing, once you reach a certain age, you can decide you either want to stay in that home or... Go somewhere else. You, don't, you know, when children are young, they don't have a lot of choice of how they're being raised. Um, life's ups and downs. You know, what happens to us happens to us all. Your present circumstances and your current thought processes. Those two factors outweigh all the others. Because you take inventory of what your current circumstances are and how you think about those. And also how you think about your DNA, the way you're brought up, um, what's happened to you, your life experiences, those affect your attitude more than anything. So I thought we would spend just a couple minutes writing down things that we're grateful for. So if you'll flip over 
the piece of paper. There's three little topics on there. One is, uh, you know, why do you love your why do you love this business? What are you grateful for about this business? You know, why would someone want to work with you? You know, what would they be grateful for in working with you? And you know, why are you doing this? You know, not just you want to make money, but you're selling real estate to pay for your children's education, uh, buy a new car, um, you know, purchase a beach house. But don't think about whether these are right or wrong, but think about all the positive aspects of these. You love working with people. People are grateful for the attention and service you give them. You've helped them do something that someone else told them they couldn't do. They couldn't buy a house. They couldn't get a loan. more answers in one category than the other. That's, that's not right or wrong. Because some of the reasons are really, really big reasons. Okay, we'll give you 30 more seconds. You don't have to share this with anyone. Can fold it in half or turn it over if you don't want anyone to see your secret ideas or personal insight to why you do this, what you love, what you're grateful for. But the the question we're asking today, or hopefully gonna help you understand, is what's the one thing you have control of in every situation? It may not feel like you have control of it but no one else has control over it. Attitude. Yeah. You know, your attitude, your, your, our thoughts are the greatest influencer of our attitude. What we think, what we tell ourselves, as Jenny was saying earlier, what other people tell us to think about ourselves. You know, that can be even more, uh, have more of an impact than what we tell ourselves. Because what happens to us, you know, happens to us all. We've talked about that before. So we have to learn how to manage our, our thoughts and our moods. And that's real easy for a man to sit up here and say, because we don't have as many thoughts and moods as maybe women do all the time. So I do recognize that fact. Uh, and I've spent a long time trying to understand when those moods come on. They just show up sometimes. And did I affect that attitude or the mood? Yeah, not necessarily. I probably do. 
But understanding that it may not be or it may be, so how, you know, it's tough. Manage, this, is not, this is not an easy thing to do. So I can't start with the other person. I have to start with myself um, and then try to understand if I did have some kind of effect on their attitude. But a way to try to keep an attitude of gratitude, which I think is really powerful, um, is to do one thing we just did. You know, count your blessings. Write down things you're grateful for. Jot them down, write them down, and then read through them once a week, every morning, once a month, and add to your list. There are always, hopefully, there's always more things that you are grateful for or that bring you joy and happiness. And I can't remember how long ago it was. I know several years ago, I used to watch a, watch a lot of daytime TV. Um, I'm a big Oprah fan. Um, I'm just kidding. I read about it. I don't watch daytime TV. Um, Oprah had a, uh, for a whole month, she challenged all her viewers to uh, read what they're grateful for every morning. And she also read what she was grateful for every day. And then they did uh, an analysis of how they felt after doing that, just for 30 days. As simple as, it may just be five things on your list. Reading those five things you're grateful for in the morning, or before you go to bed, or during the day, and what kind of effect that that would have on them. It was pretty, pretty remarkable. You know, feeling grateful for the opportunity to help someone is a lot different than feeling, I really don't want to show this house today. These people are driving me crazy. That may be the truth, and that may be the fact. But also the fact is you've got to find a way to adjust your attitude so that you, you can help them. Because without gratitude, happiness is rare. And with gratitude, the odds of happiness go up dramatically. Carrying an attitude of gratitude around with you will increase your happiness. And I don't want you all to confuse that with thinking more positive. And I always go back to uh, Annette Benning in American Beauty. She's the real estate. I will sell this house. I will sell this house. I'm a good agent. I'm a good person. And, you know, falsely pumping yourself up. She was really not a good person at all. Uh, And she was a terrible real estate agent. So it's kind of hard to think about. Instead of trying to push yourself or make yourself think more positive, concentrate on eliminating negative thoughts. You know, think less negatively. And reminding yourself of things to be grateful for can help you do that. Because there are a lot of negative things. They don't seem like a lot, but when they start compounding and rolling, it just starts building up and it's hard to get out of that cycle. And knowing there's, there's a very little difference uh, in people. But that little difference makes a big difference. And the little difference is attitude. That's, that's the little difference. The big difference is whether it's positive or negative. And... There are lots of people that choose to focus on the negative things that are happening or are not happening. And we all need to be thankful for all the great things that are happening. Because there are so many great things that are happening. 
But if you don't have some kind of process for reminding yourself of those, you can easily get caught up. And I've been caught up in it before, too. Um, It happens to all of us. And my grandmother, my mother's mother, used to drive me crazy. I loved her, but she worried about every single thing. She also prayed about every single thing, so I'd like to think that some of those prayers did protect me at times when I probably should have been worrying myself. Um, but I don't know if that was part of my upbringing too, but she, she would stay up at night worrying if you didn't call her when you came home. And just worrying that, you know, what have you been doing? Worrying about what's going to happen next week. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to get that job? And the average worrier is 92% inefficient. They spend so much time worrying about what they think is going to happen, only 8% of what we worry about actually ever comes true. That's a scientific fact and study in human behavior and psychology. That 92% of the things people worry about don't actually ever happen. It's not to say don't worry about stuff. There's things you should worry about. And if you're concerned, prepare for if they do happen, but just worrying about things that aren't happening is a really efficient way to approach life, and that affects your attitude. Because people that are worrying about the future will not see that there are doors of opportunity unlocked for them in the present day and time. They won't have the capacity to see what they can do. And I call this hard optimism. And I think I mentioned this book maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, This book is so short, I read it last night. Um, And I told you I'm a slow reader. Hard optimism. But being positive and having a good outlook offers us many advantages. Because the doors of opportunity are open to the optimist. That's the difference in being positive and optimistic. Being positive is very important. But practicing gratitude and forgiveness helps you fight off negativity. If you you do practice that, remind yourselves of things you're grateful for, that allows you to put up a wall against the negative things that are happening. Because worrying about things, 92% of them aren't ever even going to happen. Worrying about something in your business... You know, the house not selling. Sitting around worrying about someone not showing your listings is not going to help you get your listings shown. Um, Hard optimism represents a disciplined way and a deliberate thinking about whatever life throws at you. It's about focusing on blessings rather than bad things and emphasizing the opportunities instead of obstacles. And explaining events to yourselves in a way that can enhance your performance. This is one of the toughest businesses to be in. Because you have to be disciplined. And stuff is getting thrown at y'all all the time. People not doing what they say they they do. What they agreed to in writing. They said they were going to do this and they don't do it. And you have to find a way to see the positive side to that to be able to understand how to address the problem because it gets tough sometimes if someone doesn't think they have to do it 
or they can get away with it, what are they going to do? They're, they're going to try to get away with it. And if you're focused on those negative things that happen, you won't be able to figure out how to solve that problem. Remember, optimists are more helpful, more flexible, more creative, more empathetic, and respectful towards customers. You know, be grateful for the opportunity to be in real estate and make as much money as you want. Take a whole week or month off. There are so many opportunities this business affords us that you have to be grateful for those opportunities to be able to take advantage of them. And the final thought, and I think this is, this is really true. I don't care what age you are. If you have children, you know it's true because you tell your children, don't play with that person. There's a bad child. You're not going to their house. Why do, you, why do we tell kids that? We forget it as adults. Attitudes are contagious. You know, they are. You, don't, you tell your children, don't date that boy, don't date that girl, don't hang out at that place because you don't want that environment to affect them. And when we turn into adults, we don't have someone... Well, my mother still tells me that. Um, I'm going to try not to do that to my children when they become adults. But you do really have to think about, you know, is your attitude contagious? Is it worth catching? When you're around clients, you're around your friends, you know, your clients want to be with a lender, a real estate agent, that has the kind of attitude that, that they want to be around. Because if it is contagious, they might catch it. It might change the way they feel about themselves or about you. And that can be really powerful. That can help you get over the obstacles and have a real positive experience where everyone benefits. And no one's crying. Everyone's trying hard. They're doing their best. And they're being a good sport. Because that's really important. And those are all things you can be grateful for. And your clients will be grateful for those things too because you'll make it an enjoyable process. So remember that. I know all y'all's attitudes are contagious and worth catching. And I hope that your clients will catch your attitudes as well. Thank you all for being here today.